roll it. The ones that really hit me are the ones that have some kind of context. And that's that's the way it is with salvation. That's the way it is with Instagram. You know, we look at what are we trying to accomplish here with this. You know, social media, internet, all of this is is so much more of a marathon than sprint. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your place for church and technology, with your hosts, Eric Dye, Jeremy Smith, and Phil Schneider. So, Jeremy, who's sponsoring us this week? This episode of the Church Mag Podcast is sponsored by the Church Mag Newsletter. If you do not get the Church Mag Newsletter, you absolutely need to sign up for it. For some people, they love getting the updates of different posts that have been happening. Great. Love it. So if you have your own RSS feed, if you come to the website directly, that's fine. We actually have a whole lot more stuff going on there. In fact, if you are doing the newsletter, if you are on it and you're receiving all this goodness, if you are, as one might say, leveling up, you're going to get some special features as well with this. So definitely go check out the newsletter, see what's going on there. You'll get some sneak peeks, you'll get some free stuff. We have a lot of fun. Check it out. Let's go sign up. Church Mag slash newsletter. Thank you, Jeremy. Now let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and our official fill-in. Yes, that's right. That just happened. We did that. You see what we did there. Our fill-in. Uh, Phil Schneider is out with having a baby recently. Not himself, his wife, just just to clarify. Um, but we have a special fill-in. Jeremy, I'm going to let you set this up a little bit because you're the one that uh, did all the hard work on lining up our fill-ins. I mean, there was a lot of work in getting Seth on board. It was like agents, <laughs> and there was just talk back and forth, payment options, and kind of investment with... It was just a whole thing. But anyways, Seth, you are on board. Are you here? I am. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so Seth is um, working at a church, but even more so, I know him specifically because um, he has a lot of investment in church communication in general, has his own podcast. I know that you have a lot of um, just dealings and are you, have you written for church mag before i'm trying to i don't remember if you have i haven't um okay. i've written for a few i've written for that church conference their blog and i've written for um a few others a long time ago honestly it was when i got the job at hope um all of my aspirations to do extra things like that kind of went away um so went went uh super full time and and you know started kind of focusing more on my blog and podcast and then going and, and, uh, just, just meeting with, I, I run a group for, uh, church communicators that's, that's local here. And, um, in 2018, trying to get some things ready to really launch into that and do that well. So, uh, I haven't really written a lot, um, for other people. I need to, I miss it, but, uh, I haven't really done much of that recently. I like how you put that super full time. seems like there should be an echo on that, you know, super full yeah. time, 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 super time, full time, 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 time. Which exactly. is always an interesting yeah, was, conversation yeah. of what is full time and what does that look <laughs> like which for me one of the big things that we're going to talk about is instagram and i have not been um i feel like i we're gonna talk in, about instagram with seth we're gonna talk about instagram with seth yes oh my gosh like 10 minutes not 10 minutes ago an hour ago i'm not gonna exaggerate exactly like 10 minutes ago an hour ago <laughs> i was looking at my instagram i'm like hey there's seth <laughs> mm-hmm. that's where i am i'm there on instagram and now we're gonna on talk instagram. about it the irony. I well, think no, everyone I, should know. On a side note, Jeremy, because <laughs> um, normally I'm running the show here, but uh, 
Jeremy's running the show, so I'm going to make it extra difficult for him. <laughs> Normally, we have <laughs> well, you still get to play dad cop. This this is the thing is we were supposed to start start 20 minutes ago, but we had technical difficulties, and instead of recording this all on my machine, I'm like recording mine on my machine. Jeremy's recording on his machine. Seth is recording on his machine. So thankfully, our first fill-in is technically savvy and can do this. And to be, yeah. I say that without having received the audio yet, Seth. So fingers and to crossed. To be clear, the technical difficulty is not on my end. It's clearly my fault. I own this. I'm recording on a tape recorder, like one of those old tape recorders. That's cool, right? Totally cool. I knew I could count on you, Seth. I knew okay, it. I good. knew it. I'm good. using one of those 1980s bears that they speak back to you, so it's going to be really difficult. I'm trying to do like eight bit, eight second chunks, and I got to put in a new cassette today. But anyways, we'll keep going. Awesome. This is going to be a great trifecta of and seeing how all this fits together. <laughs> I really hope, Eric, you're ready to kind of do a lot of uh, processing on your end, but I think we'll get it. <laughs> we should do like a, a, a clap all together, you know, or a synchronized clap so that it all lines up. I think so, too. I think so. <laughs> yeah, but you have to factor in the latency of Google Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> Is there latency? Oh, that's surprising. Well, there's, yeah, there's always latency of some sort. <laughs> there's always latency, Jeremy says all-knowingly. <laughs> well, especially, I mean, now I'm doing a little bit better because I got a 100 down and 20 up, but when I was at, like, 5 up... There was definitely latency Really? Because, Jeremy, I'm running oh, yeah. at 256K up, so, yeah. <laughs> and that is not an exaggeration. I'm not trying to make a joke. That's literally what my up is. Hey, hey. All right, go ahead, Jeremy, if you can ever hear this. So, so let's talk about Instagram because I feel like there's a lot there, but at the same time, at least from the outside perspective, um, Seth, I'm going to probably insult your approach to this a little bit but that's because i feel like this is kind of the rap it has is that it's is instagram the one with the pictures yes, it's the one with the pictures yeah and the food and i feel like a lot of times it get talked about as just the one with pictures just the ones kind of like snapchat where oh look at me i took a picture now i'm a great photographer oh, some people put words they put way too many words like they should get a blog words yeah and it's it's interesting you, you mentioned that like instagram kind of does everything it's it it may be like it may eventually be the thing that that breaks it is that it does everything and and kind of loses its its niche or whatever but uh you can kind of micro blog because you have a lot of leeway with how many characters you can use in a caption and there's a lot of people that you know they use them all they use all the characters and it's like is there a limit yeah i think there's like a thousand character limit 1500 i'm not even sure but it's somewhere it's, it's kind of like an unlimited data plan. You know, there's a cap out there somewhere. They're going to stop you. But it's so much that you probably won't ever use it. Good example. So yeah. I think that the I want to, first of all, dispel that mentality of, ooh, I took a picture. Look at me. I'm an Instagrammer. I'm clearly just as good as everybody else. Clearly you're talking about your own feed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope not. But maybe. Uh, what does it take to... I'm looking at it right now, Jeremy. I'm just saying. Well, what does it take, especially from a church perspective, on trying to do Instagram well. I kind of want to just like lay the basis of it as opposed to like diving in deep with some of the stuff and giving people kind of false pretenses with with the whole process. What does that background look like totally trying specifically with Instagram trying to invest in that? Yeah, and I'll start with saying Facebook is easier. It it really is. Um but but your reach and your engagement on Instagram is going to be crazy good. Now they have made some changes recently that 
that maybe that's not the case anymore that they're, they're Facebooking Instagram a little bit with algorithms and all that. So, um, I don't know about you, but I really don't, if it's more older than 24 hours, I don't really want to see it. And I'm seeing things from a week ago and stuff now. So I'm hoping they'll work that out. But, uh, for the church to use Instagram, well, honestly, what you really need is someone, I think you need someone dedicated to it. Somebody that's going to own that space and say, I'm going to be the one that, that, that is the Lord of Instagram and the czar of Instagram, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then we're going to, we're going to make sure that, you know, there's somebody paying attention because it's such a good engagement tool that if, if you do something that gets engagement and then there's nobody at the wheel, that's worse on Instagram than it is on Facebook, in my opinion. So first I think you just need somebody that's, that's, that's running the thing. But there's, like I said, there's so many things that go on in Instagram. So um, there's the wall, there's DMs, there's stories, there's live video, there's all kinds of options. And it's like, how do you make sense of it all? For a church, honestly, I I, I have to, and I have to, I'll talk about this in a in a couple of other podcasts and stuff that, I'm, that I've done, but it, it's, I like to have a one word vision statement for all my social media channels, like for each one. And just, just, it goes along with what the, what the platform's good for and how I'm going to use it. And it, and it kind of helps keep me focused and not get off in the weeds. So for Instagram and our church, um, the one word, I guess, job description of, of Instagram is reveal. And we're going to reveal what's going on in the church. We're going to reveal the heart of our mission. We're going to reveal God's beauty in, in the world. We're going to reveal scripture to people. So there's a lot of different ways it works, but, um, kind of keep it focused on that. And then that helps us to know what we should be posting there. And we don't always hit hundred percent. Sometimes, you know, you post things you're like, that's so not a good post for Instagram, but you know, either I got to put something out or if I'm being pressured to do this anyway, so I got to make this announcement, you know, so it, 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 that's what we're trying to strive for is have that reveal guide our decision-making on Instagram. And, uh, so right now I'm the only one doing it. So it's easier for me now than when I start getting a team together, which is what I'm, and how much time do you feel like you put into that process specifically for Instagram, knowing that it's harder than Facebook. Well, the, the thing that makes it harder is that you can't just type something like you can on Twitter or, or even just take a photo and then, and then post it. It's like for stories, if you're going to do that, well, there's some, there's some text over overlays, there's a filter, there's how's it going to look. So there's all these different decisions you have to make in the moment and you have to do it fast because if you're Instagramming something, especially for stories, you're trying to catch something in the moment. Well, the moment's happening while you've got to put all this text and stop and you've got the 15 second video you've, you've made and you're like, Oh, I need to tell people what this is and give context and put a hashtag and then location tag and all these things you're trying to do. And by the time you get done with that, you've spent five minutes on 15 seconds of video and the moment's over. You know, but but you kind of have to do that to make it good, to make it, you know, geolocated so people can find you and hashtag so people can find you. And stories is a great outreach tool, but it's it's also really hard to do because you have to be super fast. And uh, and so there's 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 other apps you can use to make it look good. Uh, I use an app called InShot and it helps me with, you know, if I've 
get a video from someone or I shoot a video that's that's widescreen that's a 169 ratio and I want to put it in stories well you know don't turn it sideways right that looks really bad in, in stories so I want it to show but I want it to show the whole video so I can take in shot and size the video on a canvas and write around it and give some context to the video and do a lot more with it well that takes a lot of time so honestly that's the thing that really just wears me out with Instagram a lot that makes it really hard is you've constantly got to be, you can't just take a photo in the story section. Now for the wall, you probably can't, that's fine. But if you want to get involved in stories where really some of the power of Instagram is, there's a lot of work that goes with it. And that's, that's the hard part of Instagram. So here I am, I'm a, a church tech, church creative, maybe a pastor or a church secretary, who knows? And you're hearing this about Instagram and, and how to do it and all this kind of stuff. What, what do you say to them? What, what do you say to a church that's considering Instagram, not necessarily one that is uh, doing it? In your, in your opinion, your experience. I would say that, that with, yeah, with everything that I've just said about how hard it is, um, I would say focus on one part of it and just do that well. And I would say focus on the wall, take one photo a day, of something that goes with that reveal or whatever it is you want to do with Instagram and show people what's going on in your church. You know, when I was a youth pastor, one of the most, my most fun uh, revelations to give to students was, Hey, I actually, I work here at the church all day. Like I'm actually here all day preparing this stuff. That's not based on magic, you know, that just happens on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. Like it takes a lot of work to make this happen. You know, it's like, we're preparing Bible studies. We're getting a worship team together. We're doing graphics for, uh, for, for worship and all this other stuff that's going on in our youth service. And like, hell yeah, yeah, we, we, we're, we're here all day. And so, you know, showing people what's going on while you're at church is, is interesting. And it, it's not interesting to us. I mean, cause we're living that we're like, who wants to see me in my office, you know, just sitting here reading the Bible. Well, your people do. They really want to see what you're doing. They want to feel like they're getting to know you. And, and that's one of the most powerful things about Instagram is it shows people who you are as a church. So you can cast vision with that. You can, you can uh, get, let, let people feel like they know the pastor on a more personal level and your staff in general. So there's a lot of power in just taking a good photo once a day. And, uh, and, and so I, if you're starting off, I would say just start small, start simple and just do that. Don't even worry about stories. Don't worry about really incredible captions. Just give us, give a little bit of context. And, uh, and then, and then from there, when you get, start getting good at that, start exploring hashtags and using hashtags. When you do that, then you can start looking at, you know, can we do some video? Can we do some things like that in our, in our feed? So just take it one step at a time and just start exploring. I like that approach. Kind of the learn, learn to crawl before you walk, learn to walk before you run kind of an approach. Yeah. I think that's a healthy approach. What, what would you say? And you know, Jeremy jumping on this too, is <clears throat> kind of your thoughts on, you know, sharing the scripture verse over stock photography, doing, doing these kind of Instagrams on, you know, making that part of not, not once a week or something like that. I'm talking about the, the very regular. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I had a revelation, um, second time I've used that word in a long time today. Uh, I had a revelation the other day. It's been a revelating week. What can you, what can you do? I've been a revelating week. Yeah. The revelator is here. <laughs> Seth, um, the revelator. <laughs> so, Seth, the revelator. Uh, I'm going to revel. I'm going to revel in my revelations here for a second. And 
I was looking at my plan and I think that's an important part of doing social media is you have a plan and, and even if it's just a a safety net kind of plan, like I'm going to do a scripture verse on Monday. I'm going to do a staff highlight on Tuesday or a volunteer highlight. I'm going to do an announcement on Wednesday. I'm going to do whatever it is. You know, you, you have a set thing that you're going to do so that when you come in, you go, I have nothing to post. You can always look at that and say, okay, I can do that. I'll just do that one thing at least. Um, you know, that's kind of the base. That's like your starting point. You want to go up from there and post more and do whatever. But when I, when I'm, I'm looking at that, I was looking at our plan and I, I said, Oh my gosh, I'm not sharing scripture hardly at all. Like if I'm not helping people come to know God in a, in a more in, in, intense way, somehow on social, then I'm really just wasting people's time. I mean, it can be a great step towards other programs. And I see social is not an end all kind of like goal. It's a step in our, it's really a step in our connections process is what it is, but it's a step in how we get people in the door and and into into a relationship with Christ. But I don't expect people to see a scripture verse and go, you know what? I'm going to pray right now. except Christ. I don't expect that to happen. If it does, only God can do that because Stock photography is not going to get that done. Uh, so I, I look at it like it's valuable to bring scripture to uh, our social feeds. It's valuable to think uh, pastorally about social media. Um, now, you're, to your question about stock photography and other things over it, I think there are some trends that are happening that, you know, as far as your personality goes or however you like to, to do that, it, it totally should fit into the voice and the tone of your church. And if you've got a church that's more, they, they really are just interested in the, in the scripture and it's not, you know, we haven't really got a plan. I think at the very least having a stock photography with scripture over it is fine. But if you're not showing people in your church, I think you're missing a huge opportunity. So there's that, there's that side to balance. Now I will say there's a lot of trend right now in, in stock and it could be stock photography with a scripture of writing the scripture and the text just ridiculously small on the photo. And I scroll through my feed and I see these, I see these things and, I, and I'm like, I, I'm not going to even try to read that. It's so small. And maybe I'm getting older. I don't know, but I'm getting older and crabby, I guess. But I'm looking at this thing going, why, why are we writing the words on this post? so crazy small that I have to put my phone six inches from my face to read it. Like that's not helping. That's not helping me. I'm just going to scroll past that because you're not making it easy for me to read. If you want people to read something, make it easy for them to read. Yeah. But if it's that long, you're not even going to want to do it in the first place. They're not. And and I'm not even talking about when you have a lot of text, of course. Yeah, sure. When you have a lot of text, you got to scrunch it in. But even when they're like just taken for an artistic kind of attack on this thing or whatever, there's just like, um, let's see, what's a Christmas uh, phrase right now? Like, uh, oh, come let us adore him. And let's say we've got a scripture. We're going to put that all that stuff in the caption. But on the on the graphic, it's just going to say, oh, come, let us adore him. But it's written in like six point font and it's just ridiculously small. And that's all there is on it. And then there's this big cascading photo of this waterfall. I don't know what whatever it is, you know. Well, maybe you need a bigger phone, Seth. Did you ever think that? Huh? <laughs> I might need a bigger phone. <laughs> I will say that as far as Instagram, it's a different platform than most. I think that this in this maybe can start playing in a little bit to the whole Instagram stuff. I don't I wouldn't necessarily want to go into like the whole how to take good photos because a good Instagram photo probably has a lot of smiling faces and connections and make sure you know what you're doing as far as posting, but I feel like when I scroll through Instagram, 
the ones that really hit me are the ones that have some kind of context. So I'm literally looking at my Instagram right now, and I'll read the description, especially if it's kind of a brief one. And whenever I read something like, it's hard to believe that this has happened before, but there's like a story to it and the picture associates with that, it's really good. And then there's ones that are kind of just like, oh, I mean, people have posted their 10th Christmas picture in a row, and it's not in like the collage format. It's one after the other after the other. I'm kind of moving on kind of a thing. And I think that that plays into it. Or if we get into Instagram stories, I was, I won't say his name, but I was following a really big uh, church person, church pastor, and they constantly talked about their cooking stuff. And it was like 20 stories in one day video of them doing cooking. And I'm like, and I'm going to unfollow you because I love my stories and I don't want it to be taken up by something like that. I didn't follow you for your cooking mentality. Lots of people annoy Jeremy Seth if you didn't already know completely, that. Completely, yeah. I don't know how much you've listened to the podcast, um, but you should know this by now. It's pretty fundamental. Did you unfollow yeah. them totally on Instagram? Sure. Yeah. What people don't know, and, and you bring up a good point, I'm glad you said that, you can actually mute someone's story so you can keep following them but not see the story. So if you wanted to do that, now you Maybe they just annoy you, and that's totally fine. There's people I do that too as well. I'm gonna hold uh, your face down. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna pause you, buddy. I'm starting to get a reputation. Yeah. It is fundamental. It's fundamental truth. So, so if you just hold, press and hold their face, which I know will be satisfying in some some regard. You press and hold their face on the stories. You just hold it down and hold their face down on the stories when it's scrolling across the top, and it'll bring up a window that says if you want ask if you want to mute, and you can mute it. What a pro move. You'll never see it again, Jeremy. The next time that they won't shut up. <laughs> just hold your thumb over their face and that'll pause them. As I've done the same thing, Seth, and I, I didn't realize some, someone else had to show me. I won't name any names. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I think there's uh, Instagram's easy to spam. It really is easy to spam, especially on the wall when you have like, oh, look, I just came back from vacation. Here's, you know, you're going to be scrolling through my 20 photos of things you don't care about for the next, you know, couple swipes on the wall. So that's, that's kind of a no, no, you know, don't, don't do that. Put like one, maybe two out and then do the rest in stories. If you're going to do an overflow, I like to use, I I like to use stories as an overflow for events and things. So I might show one or two photos for a church event and give some context of what's going on and mention, Hey, I'm going to be doing more in my story. And, uh, and then I'll do more of the overflow there because those will go away. So that's kind of disposable photos in a way. And, um, you know, people will go see them and if they don't want to see them, they can, they can swipe and skip the whole story at once. Um, but then I don't, I don't just do stories constantly either. Um, for our strategy, I like to just do stories when there's something that I think is worthy of being up there. Um, I usually will lead with a post on the wall and if there's more, do a story. Um, but I usually don't just do stories for the sake of doing stories for anything, unless it's something fun happened in the office or something like that. You know, I might do that for the, for that. Now I think that, I mean, we're getting a little bit in the weeds with it, but I think this is a good point of looking at this and maybe getting some of the strategy is that um, the, it's kind of the Instagram or the Snapchat understanding of it disappears. And so a lot of people will say, because it disappears, I'm probably not going to put very much time into it. Um, I'm not going to put a lot of effort into making sure the audio is great, the lighting's great, that there's text on it, that it's going to be kind of formatted really well for the church. What are your thoughts as far as specifically with the stories? Because we're starting to play into um, capacity, resources, with money of um, 
accessories that they're using and then the time that it takes to create something really well for something in stories that's going to be gone yeah, in 24 that, hours. That's hard for me to get my head around. Um, I, I really appreciate those kinds of the Instagram stories that are really well done. I think elevation does church is, you know, whatever you think about theology, et cetera, they do an incredible job on their stories. Um, they're, they look good. They, they sound good. Um, I think Brentwood is doing, you know, that's Katie Allred's, uh, church. I think she's, she's got somebody doing really well with their stories now, uh, and incorporating a lot of video and they look good. Neil, Neil Smith is like super produced whenever he has his own stories. Yeah. And he, and sometimes on his personal too, he'll just, he'll like do Instagram stories of himself walking through New York. And I love that because I love New York. I love seeing the city. And so he'll just walk through New York and, and talk. And then you'll see those highly produced ones that you're talking about too. I think, uh, I think Gary Vaynerchuk, um, does an incredible job on his Instagram stories. I mean, that's, he treats it like it's a show. You know, it's almost like it's a commercial or a show. Like each one of them is connected to the last one. There's not just a bunch of random things happening. And I think that's important when we're doing our stories, uh, that they are called stories for a reason. You're telling these sections, almost like comic book pains, uh, going through, through a comic strip or, or a graphic novel or something. There's a section. Here's a 15 second panel of something that happened. Here's the next 15 second panel of something that happened. And you can always tell when something ends. You know, it's like, okay, that event is over and they skip to another section. So you basically have turned the page and that's kind of how I'm looking at stories. And I think if you can do them really well, I think you should, even though they go away after 24 hours, but if you can't do them well, I don't think we should beat ourselves up about it either. We should just do what we can because honestly, most people are coming to the stories for your church, not expecting this highly produced, incredible thing. They really just want to see people. They really just want to see the life of the church. They really want to just see what's going on and they want to have fun. And I I think churches really would do well to remember what that word means and start having more of it, especially online. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about all these other, you know, examples that you give highly produced. They're scripted, you know, they're, they're edited. There's a lot of time put into those, into those stories, and you know people often look at that and they compare it to what they're trying to do for their own church, and it just doesn't measure up. I mean, they're light years apart, and I think that that's important to keep that in mind. That when push comes to shove, when it all boils down, what it comes down to is story. Because even those other guys that you see that are you know well produced and all this kind of stuff, ultimately it comes down to the story that's being told. Is it interesting? You know, is is there value here? Um, because I mean, production values will only get you, but so far, absolutely. I think people are geared for story. I think it's making a big comeback in uh, in our conversations concerning communication, which is so welcome. Because people do shut everything off to hear a good story. They will turn their phones off. They will look at you. They will make eye contact and they will pay attention if you're telling them something worth listening to. Right. Now, Seth, would you think that that how to make cookies, would that be a good thing to put on your church Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) It could be. Could be, I guess. It depends on your church, and that, and that's and I, and I think that's a big factor that's missing is that we're not thinking about what our audience wants to see as a church. We're not thinking about how to connect with them where they are. We're thinking about what we think they need, and that may not be what they came to see or because what they want. And I think even Jesus did that. You know, he he would gather people together and tell them this really great story, and it was like entertainment, right? He gather he gather crowds, but then he would take that story and go. 
and here's what this means in your life. Here's how this is like the kingdom of God. And and they'd be like, whoa, didn't even see that coming, man. That's that's crazy. And I think as, as a church uh, communicators and as church leaders and pastors, we have to be better at meeting people where they are just in how we talk. Uh, I think announcements are an example of that. We see announcements that are based on just like, here's all the info, go figure it out, you know, without telling them why they should come, why it would be important. You know, why would it be a great thing for them? Um, and, and wrapping them up in the story of, Hey, here's what happens when you do this. Here's how life gets better when you do this. Here's how, you know, here's how you can change. And here's how God will change you. If you do this, you know, we're not showing them that as much as we're showing them. Here's the next thing you need to do. Here's the next box you need to check. And I think that's a, a real, a real issue that we're starting to see get worked out a lot in churches. I think we're getting better at it, but I think that Instagram is one of those, those platforms that allows us the space to do it, but also kind of forces us to have to, otherwise they're going to tune us out. And I think that there, I'm such a huge proponent of just simply doing your story well. And I all the time we'll be preaching this probably till the end of days of make sure you have that story well, whether you are telling it as an elevator pitch or you are preaching it from the pulpit or you are doing social media, vlogs, blogs, Instagram, whatever it is. I think that craft could take 20 years for someone to truly be able to do this. I think that us doing this podcast, we're a hundred and X number into this. And I'm only at a point where I find myself not stopping and saying, um, eh, uh, I feel like I'm just now starting to hit my stride with this process of being able to know what this looks like as I'm talking, which is a completely fundamental understanding of how to do podcasting. And that's not talking about my tone. I know that I talk a lot. I talk very flat when I am talking. I, unlike Phil, who is very vocal, very boisterous, who has that natural gift. That's something I'm going to have to develop for maybe another 100 episodes of this podcast if we continue that. But it's that it's that basic craft, and we can get into the SEO of podcasting or how to really line things up. But all that's like I feels like secondary until you get those things, and it's just extra time people add into that process. And same thing with Instagram is people make it sometimes more laborious than they need to, and maybe that's just a me thing, Seth. And, and I'm putting that out there. Of what do you think about that piece where? They add too much to that component, those components. No, I think you're totally on. I think we, we look at these churches, like you were saying, I think Eric was saying this earlier. Um, we look at these other churches and go, I want to be like them. And we think that's the way we have to do it. And, and, and we can't see in our head any other way to do it. And if we don't match that and look like that, then we're failing. And that's ridiculous. You know, it's it's just a way to it's just a, a formula for burnout. It's a formula for failure. It's a formula for never feeling like you're doing anything valuable. And at the end of the day, you have a group of people that God has put under your care. Like as a social media manager, those followers are not following you because um, you're great. They're following you because they expect something from social. They expect something from your church in general. And as a, as a, as a manager, you can look at that and go, well, I can't provide you with this really great, awesome experience like this other church. Well, you know what? They can go follow that other church. They can just follow them and get that. What are you going to bring to them that's unique? Because you have something that other church doesn't, and that is a relationship. You know them. They know you. That's, and that's so much more valuable than the flash 
of cool After Effects videos and Instagram stories and, you know, how cool your graphic looks and could I get this great font that, look, you know, to make it work across the, this banner, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like people will, will always take a relationship driven, story driven kind of uh, um, medium versus a, a big flashy cool thing that may that may bring people in from far away but you've got a group of people that are that are near and I think we're we're very far-sighted when it comes to social media ministry and I think we need to become a little more nearsighted of who's around us and how can we minister to them how can we reach them how can we engage them and you know talking about things that they talk about asking them questions and then being there to, to engage like that's more valuable than a cool Instagram story like if you can do both, you know, you're winning, but never think that the church down the street that's big and got all the money and the cool people and all the, the young people that know this stuff really well and all that stuff we say, never think they have an advantage over you because you're small or because you don't have that. They don't. They have something different than you. And I think that's an important distinction to make. And we do that with Jesus and we do that with each other's salvation and we do that with all kinds of stuff. It's like, I, I've said this before, I'll say it again, is that when we look at each other, you know, and compare ourselves to each other, we're going to always see division. And when we look continually to Christ, we're going to see unity because we're all in the same boat in comparison to him. And so we're going to then look at our brothers and sisters and go, we're okay, we're, we're in the same boat. And that's, that's the way it is with salvation. That's the way it is with Instagram. You know, we look at what are we trying to accomplish here with this? It's not to be the next fill in the blank church. It's to be a minister and a, an engaging point for people that God is bringing to you. And that's, that's a calling. That is not a task that you can just manage. You mentioned, you, you touched on it just, just in passing there. You talked about burnout. And so I think that's a good question or something to, that, that you could touch on as far as burnout goes for, for people. Cause I know a lot of times, you know, you're really getting home and you're like, I'm going to do this once a day or I'm going to do this three times a day or whatever it may be. There's a lot of, there's a lot of passion and energy early on, like usual, but, you know, social media, internet, all of this is is so much more of a marathon than a than a sprint. So, in your experience from having having done this, uh, what would you say a key is for somebody starting out new or starting out fresh? How to pace themselves so they don't burn out? Yeah, I, right now I burn out about once a month, and uh, and and that's not good. And so, what I'm learning through that process is that, of course, you want to pace yourself. You want to set a goal. But there's there's been a couple of days where I know I need to post something once a day on Instagram. That's really what I need to I need to post on the wall at least once a day. And a couple of weeks ago, there were two days in a row where I just didn't do that. And when I when I, I just couldn't, I didn't have this bandwidth. I didn't have the time. I couldn't create anything. Um, and so I started to think, how can I? Because because a lot of times when you find yourself in burnout, you know you can really do two things. You can say you kind of feel sorry for yourself and then try to get people to, to feel sorry for you, or you can figure out a way to kind of work out of it. And, and so I, I, t- I tend to waffle between both those options <laughs> like most people do, but I was starting to kind of go, you know what, I just, man, this is hard. Uh, I'm just going to let it go. And then the third day came and I still didn't have time to make something. And I thought, what could I do to fix this? What could I do? I think I got creative and I went and looked through my feed and I just, I used a repost app and I shared somebody else's thing and that got more hits and that got more likes and that got more traction than anything I'd made the whole week. And I thought, okay, I knew 
that was an option. I knew that's probably a good thing to do on Instagram, but it had not become part of my strategy. So in that burnout, if you'll kind of kind of take a step back and look up, I think you'll see there are actually some options to get out of it and and, and to, to solve the problem of I need to post today or because the because Insta, Instagram never sleeps, the Internet never sleeps. So you've got to figure out a way to do it and, and keep up. And the other option, other thing I would say to do is is that you you've got to find some people to help you. Um, you got to find a team, somebody, and they may not, and, and they may not do it like you want them to do it. And I think we have to kind of lower some expectations sometimes to, to make sure it gets done so we can have something out there so we can have some good engagement because if we don't, we're, we are going to burn out and forget it. Uh, I just finished a book that's, that's an incredible book. It's by my favorite writers, John A. Cuff, and it's his book finish is, is his new book. And the premise of that book is it's about goal setting. And he has this great uh, kind of premise of the book is that if we we constantly set these goals that are like so high and so impossible because we think that in order for it to mean something it has to be super hard and it has to be super impossible and we have to be miserable while we're doing it. And he said, that's just not reality. So I would say to someone who's in a burnout state, I'm like, let's re- reassess your goals and what you think you should be doing. And what he would say to do is he said, set your goal, then cut it in half. And and I was like, that seems like you're giving up, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, it seems like you're giving up. But what you're really doing is you're setting a realistic goal that once you get to that point, then set another goal to do more, you know, but don't set these ridiculous goals. Kind of like a a guy who would go, I'm going to run a marathon this year. Like, Well, have you ever run a marathon? No, but I'm going to run one next month. I'm going to get it out of the way and do it. Yeah, you're going to die. You know, it's like you're not ready to do that. So set the goals that are that are reasonable and kind of reassess your um, your your expectations for what you think you should be doing. And I think you'll find that you can still have a good program and you can still have a good not not program, but a good uh, platform and a good medium and some good content. But it's just not going to be what you had in your head of you know elevation or whatever. And that's okay. And I think you just have to set your expectations more realistically. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag Podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. All right. Let's finish with you talking about finish. See what I did there? It's going to be so meta. <laughs> awesome. I know, Jeremy, you're like, oh, Let's like, have some pushback there. or some ridiculous thing. But you know what? We're not going to put it in there because we're going to finish with finish because it's awesome and it's meta. <laughs>